Welcome back to the Reality Served Real podcast. We're your hosts, Christina, Abby, and Michelle. And today we're going to be talking to you about some of the shows we've been watching. What's been going on? Just kind of a reality TV update. But you know, Michelle, I don't know about you, but one thing that I've noticed recently besides the challenge, all of the shows that I've been watching are love shows. (laughs) I cannot believe how many there are. Even when I was watching The Bachelor, there was a commercial for one on Freeform about like love in Paris. Did you see that? I didn't realize it. No, I'm, I might have been fast forwarding through the commercials. I don't know. Yeah, if so there's one coming to Freeform. Um, interesting. Okay, so and then there's also like the other, I can't remember what it, what it was about but the one I'm sorry Michelle you're cutting out a little bit okay hold on let me sometimes if I stop video it's better is it any better yeah yeah it okay. is I'll just stay off I'll stay off video okay sorry um no it's fine but which one were you talking about? Isn't there one that was like on Hulu that came out? Yeah, but I get them all confused because there are so many. <laughs> I know. I'm not watching the one on, on Hulu. Um, Is it the Love at First Flight? Is that the one that you were thinking of? Yeah. Love at First Flight. There's another one that like Reality Steve was talking about and I haven't watched it. Gosh, I'm like, actually, I'm not even going to speak on that because I haven't watched it. I plan to, but I can't even remember the title of it right now. So we'll just save all that. We have plenty to talk about here Um, in what's apparently going to mainly be a a love shows edition, um, coincidentally. But we're going to start by talking out about about The Bachelorette, Episode 3. We have a couple episodes to talk to you about, so we'll try to, you know, not take too much of your time here, um, especially on this, and because there's the best love show on reality TV right now that we have to get to. So um, on this, like, Bachelorette episode, it starts with a one-on-one date with Katie. Um, she has a night date. They get all dressed up. And she is in this, like, very beautiful, like, emerald dress. And they go to the National National History Museum. And this just gave me, like, Friends vibes, like, Ross and Rachel. And I just, I loved every every minute of this date. Um, They had the whole museum to themselves. They have dinner afterwards. um, And Katie gets the one-on-one rose. This is the episode I missed. Christina so I did not okay the one I did miss so this one was really interesting too because this is like not something that's done very often at all but he asks Katie if she wants to spend the night at the museum with him and of course she accepts but then it's like this big deal because oh the girls are like oh my gosh she spent the night with him she had so much time with him um but it was like they were like they're in the museum at like this like overnight like campsite um 
and it may, also made me wonder and i i'm i know you haven't been watching the bachelor long enough to know this but i think it's the first time that anyone has ever spent the night with each other before fantasy suites or i guess the second time like the first caitlin and nick are the only other ones i think that this has happened to so this is something that does not happen very often but um it doesn't seem as though they like slept with each other i think they just like talked for long periods of time and like literally went to sleep um but after this date the girls feel like it's like a walk of shame back to the house and none of the girls are like happy with this situation at all so then we get to the group date with them and everyone is on this date besides um the two people who get the one-on-one dates and so on this date it's like a football group date and there are two ch- former chargers or maybe they are current chargers Ooh, brent would kill me because he's a chargers fan um sean merriman and antonio gates that help like host this date and they literally have to do tackle football and one thing that i really appreciated about this is that they showed us like the bachelor bowl and um they showed like pre a montage of premium previous bachelor bowl episodes to like show that like okay this is like something that we're kind of doing now like this is one of our dates so they and show- this is the that aired the week of super bowl the week before yeah right okay um sean merriman was on the challenge remember he was on champs versus pro so he's definitely yeah. a former player i don't know the other guy though um antonio gates i don't i i don't know i'm sorry um but yeah so they show like jojo becca clayton and like all these other um bachelor leads who've had this be one of their one of their little group dates so we have the yellow team has mercedes genevieve greer gabby uh, Jess, Brianna, Anastasia, and Davia. And the blue team has Ariel, Bailey, Brooklyn, Christina, Charity, Kat, Kyle, and Kylie. And so um, Anastasia is down on like the first play and she gets to hang out on the sidelines with Zach. So it's like really not even that bad of a punishment that she gets hurt because she gets more attention from, from Zach because this happened. Um, the two teams like go back and forth scoring um at one point Gabby says that she like peed her pants a little bit which I thought was funny and then um the blue team ends up winning so Ariel Bailey Brooklyn Christina Charity Kat and Kylie go on to the after party of the date at this at this point Brooklyn calls out Christina for continuously talking about her one-on-one date and um Bailey is talking to Zach about her feelings about how things have regressed and she's like hoping to get validation but this kind of backfires on her and he says that um he's not confident that there's like a future between him between them so he lets Bailey go during the after party so she doesn't even get to like a cocktail party rose ceremony anything Bailey is just Bailey's now gone um so pretty much right after- yes i'm looking her up 
She's the one that she was on um the after the final rose, one of the first people that met him. She said okay. um her he can remember her name because Bailey rhymes with something and then he called her the morning Balin. Oh. I remember her name. And then so on the first night she wore a name tag and they kissed when she yes. got to the limo. Yeah, that was Bailey. So they had like an immediate spark at first, but quickly he got stronger connections. So she went home really early. Okay. Um, so then Charity gets ends up getting the group date rose. Um, and Christina expresses being frustrated about not getting their group date rose and the girls get really accept, upset with like how self-centered and inconsiderate she's being about the situation considering she just had a one-on-one date the week prior so now there's like all this christina drama so then he goes on his second one-on-one date this one's with Allie, and um she was sent a wedding gown prior to the date and they go skydiving in wedding attire then there's like a dinner portion and um Allie gets the one-on-one date rose so both of our one-on-one dates this episode Katie and Allie both got um their rose and then at the last um group date Charity got a rose too so those three are safe with roses instead of a cocktail party this time he decides that he's going to cancel the cocktail party and he wants a surprise pool party instead okay so at this point brianna decides that she's leaving and so she goes to talk to him about it and she says um she's not the only one who's feeling this way she she has cried and she's felt intimidated by Christina and her connection with Zach is just not strong enough to be in the situation with all this drama. It's not for her. Brianna leaves. And so then, um, and, but while she's talking to her, she says that she's not the only one and she names Brooklyn and charity as people who, um, have also felt negatively about Christina in these situations. So, um, so then Zach, of course, talks to Christina, Brooklyn, and Charity. Christina is having an absolute meltdown. She has, like, no idea, like, how she's going to recover from this. So we get to the rose ceremony. Charity, Allie, Katie are safe with, um, roses. Genevieve is in a sling, which is really weird because they didn't address that at all. But I'm assuming that that happened sometime on the football date. Um, and then we see that Christina is eliminated. So only one person is eliminated at the rose ceremony, but we had three people leave this episode, Bailey, Brianna, and Christina. So for me, there were like a couple different, um, options, I guess you could say for best dressed. I thought that this was like a really good episode for that um davia had this like white dress with like bursts of rhinestones all over it that was just like super beautiful um i don't normally go for the swimsuits but gabby had this like super beautiful like blue swimsuit that just like 
fit her in all the right places and she just looks so good and then katie she had this beautiful emerald one-on-one dress um so i thought all three of those were worth mentioning because they all caught my eye but um i'm gonna give my best dress this episode to katie because i just really liked that dress that she wore on her date and i also gave my mvp to katie as well because Katie, um, they they seem to just have a really good good connection on their date, and she seemed to be um, in positive ways the star of this episode. Where contrastly, I gave Christina my LVP um, because she just spiraled. It was not her episode at all. I can't believe like two of the major characters brianna and christina got eliminated this i mean not i guess brianna left on her own but episode three that's early and it makes me think too that it's like okay so that there's these big characters that you know um are leaving so early so what does that mean for the future and like some of these relationships like I, I think that people that we weren't seeing early on were starting to see more already in episode four now that they're gone. Totally. Totally. I it's unfortunate. I liked both Brianna and Christina. Kind of unfortunate how that yeah. I didn't see that. Like I said, I didn't watch this episode, but I think Christina, like producers thought she was gonna go really far. I think this was a shock to them. I bet. So then we have episode four of The Bachelorette, um, and Jesse tells them that they're going to the Bahamas. Do you want to talk about this one-on-one date? Yeah, well, the thing is, when you were explaining on episode three that he had a one-on-one date with Katie, I'm like, did he have a one-on-one date with Katie in both episodes? Mm-hmm. And then I looked them up, and I realized Katie and Kat are different people. Okay. I'm just happy. A hard time telling them apart okay so i think that you're gonna be even more confused here because <laughs> in episode two we had cat leave and we had so far known uh one-on-one date number one cat in episode four as Catherine, and they all of a sudden i'm assuming she goes by cat and there were just two so she went by Catherine. But, like, they didn't tell us at all. It, like, took me a minute to figure out who he was going on this date with. And so that's, like, really funny. Okay. That like, that who out. is this person? Totally, Christina. <laughs> you should look up, you. so you should look up not just Kat, but Catherine, so that you can make sure that you're even thinking about the right cat. Okay, let me look this up. Okay. Because like- there was a cat that he met after the final rose. The one that wore like those like crazy outfits and stuff, but I gave her one of my best dress because one of them I thought was a really big hit. I like that cat. Yeah. <laughs> so so this is this is not that same cat. This is Catherine. Yeah. Okay. So maybe this we'll. Okay. Um. So this was a their one on one date, and I think what stood out to me on this date with Catherine and Zach was this was the girl that they kept saying like oh she's like a model and i can't believe she likes me right mm-hmm. okay that's so, that's so confusing to me because i feel like all these women look like models 
I, I this girl does not look any different to me than any of the other ones. I mean, I think a lot of them are like very, very pretty, but I do think that like, I mean, she is like very pretty. Okay. All right. Well, maybe it's just me, but I feel like all of them are just like 10 out of 10 gorgeous. So it's, so when he was like, so hung up, she looks like a model. I'm like, yeah, okay. She does, but they all do. So that's one of the things that stood out to me. And then she had her moment where I want to say it was her Gabby Windy moment where she was like, no one's, am I unlovable? No one's going to ever love me. Um, when she was kind of talking about how she has a hard relationship with her mom and she might be a little bit estranged from her mom. Um, I feel like it's getting a little formulaic with people go on these dates and then they open up about like, they oh. open up. That's like the cliche now. Let's open up about something. Uh-huh. Um, it's but it reminded me of Gabby a lot. To them. Sorry? It's always the worst thing that's ever happened to them. Totally. It's like um, time to open up. So, um, but they had a great, like they got along well, you can tell he's like taken by her. So mm-hmm. I think she has a good future. I don't know. Um, but he does end up giving her the rose. Um, so then we go to their group date and we have everybody who's not on a one-on-one and this one too. So I actually really like that because sometimes they'll, leave people off and there will be like two people that like didn't get a date that week or whatever. So I like that they're putting everybody on these dates. And I almost wonder if it's something that Zach like requested because he was like very much so like, I want to get to know all these girls. But on this group date, we had Allie, Katie, um, Ariel, Davia, Genevieve, Anastasia, Kylie, Mercedes, Charity, Gabby, Jess, and Greer. So this was a big group date. And they go to this like backyard beach party. And Gabby is like really struggling because she's allergic to shellfish. So so there's like a lot of activities that she can't do. And she like makes a comment that like she can't even kiss Zach at the date because he had selfish. She's like very allergic and can't do it. I thought that was kind of like endearing. Yeah. (laughs) But she was like really like struggling with it. Yeah. And yeah, so then which is probably why it was endearing. But um then like for some reason I really like that girl, Gabby. I don't know why. I like her too. I was just gonna say she's like one of my my new favorites. Me too. It's just something different about her. She's not like the cookie cutter everyone else. I don't know, something different. And the fact that like she didn't even she barely talked to him the first night in the second episode, she was like really worried because all these connections were progressing and like she'd still barely talk to him so she didn't really even like talk to him until the end of episode two at the cocktail party when they did that like little rhesus thing and so it's just like that's kind of a long time to go without standing out like at all and so we're like gradually starting to see like more and more of her i feel and i just like i don't know i really i like her a lot i agree i agree um but (laughs) anyways so then we have this like the drama starts here okay so kylie steals zach from anastasia which is something that they do like all the time but anastasia asks for more time and kylie's like kind of awkward about it but she's like i am i'm i'm not trying to fight you about this but your time is over basically you know what i'm saying and so 
And Zach just sits there like derpy, derpy, derp and doesn't say anything. Yeah. And but so like obviously he talks, he's like, you know, like ends his conversation with Anastasia and then starts talking to Kylie. They have like a pretty good conversation, I feel like. Um, But then in the meantime, Anastasia is telling everyone that she's saying that she wants to like physically fight her which was like the most ridiculous thing i can't believe that that happened obviously kylie did not mean it that way at all i mean zach was right there he didn't take it that way he knew that that's not what she meant and this was just like the craziest drama that like really anastasia dug herself her grave here yeah yeah Mm mm-hmm um, so this is all still at the the group date. Like, this is crazy. And so um, after all this drama happens, um, some of the girls check on him, and one of them is Ariel. And so Ariel ends up getting a group date rose. And she's another one that didn't even talk to him night one. I am loving that he's not just, like, going based on first impressions, and he's actually trying to get to know these people. I know, and I actually really like her, too. Yeah. I actually think she looks a little bit like Gabby. She and Gabby kind of look alike to me, but I really like her too. Yeah, I think that, yeah, and the way that she, like, checked on him. I mean, obviously, I mean, he's the lead. She's the contestant. I, I get that that's what you're supposed to do, but I just thought that it was really sweet. Um. So do you want to talk about his other one-on-one date? Yes. Yeah, so his next one-on-one date was with Brooklyn. This is the girl who was, like, showing him how to use the lasso, right? Mm-hmm. yeah okay um so they have an atv they go to a uh, secluded beach and they have um dinner and then we get another hashtag opening up moment where brooklyn talks about a previous relationship she was in that was abusive yeah. and it sounded like a physically abusive relationship too and I was very happy for her when she said, I got out and I never looked back. I was like very proud of her. That was, I thought that was important. Yeah, I, I think it was like clearly really hard for her to open up. She was crying and I really appreciated the way that um, Zach handled the situation and like giving her like words of affirmation and really listening to her and hearing her and I'm I'm not hating Zach as a bachelor at all. I think he's doing a really good job, actually. Surprising for it, to be honest. Like it's not my type of guy, mm-hmm. but he's perfect for this role. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Brooklyn gets the rose. It kind of begs the question to me, like, what what else is gonna happen? Like he, all these women are like opening up and saying like horrible things that happen to them. What is he gonna do? Be like you're eliminated? Like no, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, sometimes there's like, yeah, I mean, it happens sometimes, not often. I could see like there's been episode like what I I'm thinking of remember um Rachel and the guy who was a race car driver and it seemed like yeah. they were at first and then she was like okay no this isn't working for me uh-huh. but he, it's. Not- he like opened up about something emotional and then was like bye so so I don't know it's like these groups these like these one-on-one date roses are kind of like a little weird to me Um, Rachel did that to Tyler a little bit oh you're right I yes that is a good example you're absolutely right 
So yeah, it doesn't happen very often, but there are some circumstances when when they just they gotta cut the cut the cord, let them go. Oh god, it's sometimes hard to watch too. The t- you give me like the chills when you mentioned. <laughs> Have you ever looked up yet? I know I've I've told you to do this before, and I don't I'm but always when we're podcasting, so I'm sure you never think about it afterwards. But you need to look up Blake Hortzman's getting dumped. Cause he makes it to the final two. He like thinks he's getting engaged to Becca and he just loses it. And when I say this man cried, this man cried. Is that Gigi's Blake? Yeah. Okay. No, I didn't watch that yet. It's so funny. I'm sure it's all over YouTube. I'm sure. But yeah, so then we get to the cocktail party and Zach decides that what happened during the group date is an unresolved and so he wants to talk to Anastasia about everything that's going on because at this point there's also been talk of her um wanting to um or like all the people that are going to be gaining Instagram followers and how many followers they'll gain and I guess she had like a stylist who was sending her um clothes from Revolve every week and so people were just like kind of rubbed the wrong way about like if she was there for the right reasons and Zach finds out it about did. Oh, did they say the stylist on the show or you found that after hmm. maybe it was after I might have I listen I, I like I, I was telling Christine like I watched this episode in three different parts so maybe I missed it but it's I didn't I, I that part stylist sending things it's totally wow. I, I heard it on a podcast but yeah so she was getting sent stuff from revolve and people just like didn't like that um can I, you help me her career said like content marketing manager is this not her career yeah okay so I kind of give her a pass well yeah because she like she knew how to dress for the show without dipping into her 401k or maxing out credit cards and like she knew how to do it. And I really, honestly, I kind of give her props for that because there are people who literally cash in their 401ks to go on the show and they spend like $50,000 on dresses. And then some of them get sent home night one. They don't get a budget for outfits? No. Oh, I didn't know that. I think that on the first, if I, if I remember it, I know I've heard people talk about it on podcasts before. I think the first limo entrance, they hire you a stylist who does your hair and makeup. And on finale day, um, they have a stylist that does your hair and makeup. But I don't think any of their clothes are provided to them besides like, um, it's like kind of a common bachelor date that there's like a princess date or like a pretty woman date where they take them shopping and then obviously you get all of those clothes but no that's like not really a thing I know that when um Colton Underwood was on um Becca season he was another one who had a stylist he had a manager obviously he was doing stuff before reality tv and his like stylist was sending him um clothes every week too Well, I listen, this whole you can get into it, but I, I didn't agree with how they handled this poor girl. 
Okay, so he pulls her aside. He starts talking to her about pretty much all of the stuff that I just talked about. And the conversation does not go well. And she ends up going home. But from what I read on Reality Steve, there's more to this story than just this. This was, okay. this was a big piece of it. But it was this coupled with the fact that she had just found out um, that day or the day before or something like that. Like very recently that one of her good friends back home passed away. So for her, it was like, why am I like, I have this like very serious thing going on outside of, of here. So why am I staying here if this isn't like serious and somebody that I can spend the rest of my life with? If I don't see it now, like, could I get there? Maybe. But also with all this drama that's going on, it's probably not going to happen. And right now it was like best for her to go home. I wish they said that. I think it would just be a lot. I mean, it, it it is a lot, you know? Yeah, but I wish she said, listen, I had an emergency at home. I need to go and left it at that. Because it's like... I think, it, but I think the thing is, the impression that I get, and I could totally be wrong, but the impression that I get is like, had this drama not happened, had this not been a thing, I think she would have stayed. Yeah, okay, I get it. So I think it was like the two together made her like, yeah, this this is not the right time for me. I have to go home. It's just like this. All right. This whole thing to me was so annoying because I'm sorry. The other 15 people aren't worried about their Instagram followers. Shut up. They're, they're, they all go on the show to get Instagram followers. So for for it to be made such a big deal that her it's job. She knows about it. Yeah. But that's her job. Yeah. So. It's that bothered that actually I felt bad for this girl because I'm like, that's her job. It sounded like people were asking her questions and she was answering the questions and then people used that against her. So I really didn't like that. Yeah, I can agree with that. And then at the end of the cocktail party, Kylie really wants to talk to Zach about everything that happened too, but she doesn't get a chance to talk to him and she's very upset that she didn't get time with him. She threatens to go home. She's like, sobbing in the bathroom talking to like pr producer interference because she's just like a wreck that she didn't get time with him at the cocktail party um we go to the rose ceremony and we have cat ariel and brooklyn who are already safe with roses and um we find out that davia and genevieve are the two that get eliminated besides anastasia who already went home now, I got to say, up until this episode, I thought her name was Genevieve. It doesn't have the other V. I know. And I noticed yeah. it watching this episode. I'm like, well, the entire time we've been talking about this show, I've been calling her Genevieve. Yeah. No, it's Genevieve. <sighs> Who was yep. your best dress? I actually, it's weird. I liked when they were on the beach, I liked. Anastasia's silver sparkly dress when they first when Zach first pulled her aside that first time to confront her mm -hmm. about this media conspiracy oh my god that's a good one I liked that dress too I went with a sparkly dress as well I went with um I thought there were two good rose ceremony ones I thought Kylie's light blue one was really good with the rhinestones the blue rhinestones and yes and one strap with the like two thinner straps um that went back and 
had that slit down the like front middle. Like I, I really, I really liked um Kylie's dress, but I think I liked um Kat's more. Um she had this like very sparkly white cutout um dress that had like this cutout over um like her chest area, but then it like had these like thick straps that like went back and tied behind her neck and it was she looked great in it and I just I thought that it looked really good on her I remember Kylie's I don't remember the one you just described though who is your MVP and your LVP this episode oh god okay my MVP I think I really liked Ariel this episode that's a good one and my LVP, Kylie, because I'm sorry, she made like such a big deal about the social media thing, ran and told Zach, ratted this girl out, and then like freaked out about it. Yeah, I can see that too. Um, I just said Anastasia instead of Kylie um, because she ended up going home because of it. And yeah. The way that they edited it, it just didn't look good. Right. No, right. And my MVP was was Kat. I think that she had... Uh, I don't think her one-on-one day could have gone any better. Yeah, you're right. He he's ta- I'm telling you, he's taken with her. Like, cause I, I, I gotta look at this girl again. Because I'm telling you, they all look like models to me. I don't... Yeah. He didn't stand out to me in any way from the other ones. Not to say she's not beautiful. They all are, though. So I got to take another look, I guess. Well, I was excited to see the preview for next week because it looks like maybe Gabby might be getting the princess one-on-one date because they showed her in this like really pretty, like long ball gown, blue dress. And um, it makes me think she's getting the princess date. I really as a new As a new Bachelor fan, what the hell is the princess date? Um... Basically, they, like, dress you up in, like, a ball gown, and you are treated like a Disney princess. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, like, extravagant. And, like, they, like, take you shopping, so she'll get to pick her dress. Usually, sometimes they pick it for you. But, and sometimes they combine the princess date with, like, the pretty woman date. So, but sometimes... (laughs) I love I love that name, the pretty woman. So you know it. what I mean. Yes, it's per- it's absolutely perfect. So yeah, so we'll see. But I'm really excited because I don't know if Gabby gets the one-on-one date next week, but based on the preview, I really think she does, and I'm so excited for it. Um, okay, so really fast, rundown of Are You the One? A couple things have happened. There has been so much drama, so much things going on, but I'm, this, their daily challenges are so stupid. They need to be, like, something more than just, like, every single one of them so far has been, like, fill in the blank. Which one does this belong to to the girls? Guys' turns. They, like, take week, take turns each week. It's, like, guys' week or girls' week to, like, pick, but, um, I, I'm really not liking, liking these challenges. In the first one, um, the category was, like, uh, what what the other 
the guys go and they have to say what the girls are more attracted to, brains, body, or both. And the highest scoring man, the lowest scoring man are the one that goes on the dates. So Will scores the highest and Brendan scores the lowest. And so they're the ones that go on the dates. And um, Will picks Courtney and Brendan picks Julia Ruth, which is the person that he had the connection with on day one. They're the first people that went to the boom room. Boom room. They literally had sex night one. And he takes her on a date because he's like, I don't know. I feel I still feel something there, even though Julia Ruth has like pretty much moved on with Nathan by this point. But then after this date, she's like, I don't know. She's like really feeling Brendan still. And so the house decides that they are going to put Julia Ruth and Brendan into the truth booth. And lo and behold, we have our first perfect match. I kind of love Julia Ruth, the name. Yeah. Yeah, so do I. And if you saw her, she's, like, gorgeous. She has this, like, hair that, like, is just full and curly. Kind of reminds me of Amber B, honestly, but she's, like, a little darker skinned than her. She's just gorgeous. She's so pretty. But... I'm never going to watch the show, sorry. (laughs) So, I'll just envision. (laughs) It's okay. Well, they're a perfect match, which is... Which is hilarious and great and lovely all at the same time but then one thing that's different about this season than any other season is that they don't go to the honeymoon suite right away they like celebrate with the house and they're there that night and then they go to the honeymoon suite the next day which normally just right after truth booth honeymoon suite so this was really interesting twist that they put in because then Julia Ruth is talking to Nathan about like, sorry, we're obviously not a match. I'm a match with Brendan. I have to go off to the honeymoon suite now. And they start making out and Brendan walks in. So then Brendan is like upset because he's like, we, I thought we were going to work on this. What's going on? We see like all these different people connect. And then at this matchup ceremony, so the last one we had four beams of light, right? We're making progress. Well, this one is the exact opposite. We have the perfect match of Julia, Julia Ruth and Brendan. We already know. So we have okay. all of these other couples, which we have almost the same exact coupling next episode, which is so stupid. So I'll just wait for that until I get there. But we only have two beams of light. So we have like six strong couples that think that they're a perfect match in this matchup ceremony. Mm-hmm. And only one of them can be a perfect match because we know Julia Ruth and, and Brendan are. So we're going backwards now. So this so next is better than the previous episode is what you're saying. Yeah, the first one or the last one they got four beams of light. This time they got two. Got so, it. Um, so that's like really that's not good. Um, so it's the men playing and on the next episode, it's the men playing and this challenge. And the lowest three scoring men are the ones that gets to go on dates. So it's Clay, Leo, and Nathan. And Clay picks Cece. Leo picks Danielle. And Nathan picks Courtney. So um, they have, like, themed parties sometimes. And they had this themed party, Alice in Wonderland. And during this, like, Cece is dancing with Mikey. And so Clay is upset because he's basically being put in the friend zone when Cece just... He just asked Cece to go on this date with her the next day. 
and she's all up on Mikey and they end up going to the boom room room. And so Clay is just like pissed off when they get to the date the next day. Like he's so pissed that they end up like leaving the date early. Don't even go on the date. They're like, if we get put sent in the truth booth, we'll know and whatever. Like they are not, he's pissed. And so um, we have a couple new connections forming um, because of the two beams. Courtney doesn't think that her and Will are a match anymore, even though Will still thinks that Courtney's his match. Um, she ends up kissing Nathan. We have Jordan and Eduardo quick kiss for the first time. So we have like these relationships forming in all of these couples that were already matched up at the last um, ceremony. And so when it comes to the truth booth, they do decide to throw in Clay and Cece. And luckily for them, they are a no match. And this matchup ceremony made zero sense to me. It is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. So I waited on naming the matchup names because I'm going to name them them now. Okay. Last week, we had two beams of light, right? Right. Wait, you said- two beams, but one of them was... Uh, already confirmed perfect match so one new one oh or like one one that could be one of the other couples so one we have we start with one beam that's brandon and julia ruth they were a confirmed perfect match in the truth booth so we only one other beam of light from the last match of ceremony could be a potential perfect match but Instead of mixing things up, they have all formed these connections. And so I'm going to list the ones that are the same as last time first. So we have Mikey and Cece still thinking they're a perfect match. Hamoudi and MJ still thinking they're a perfect match. Akel and Anissa still thinking they're a perfect match. Why did they do that? I know. It's so stupid. Leo and Danielle... Will and Courtney, Eduardo and Jordan, Samuel and Taylor, seven of them, seven of the same couples. We have three different couples from last time. Wow. That's it. Why did they do that? I don't know. That was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. However, this time they don't get two beams of light. They get three. So in my opinion, they got super lucky because now they know that Ollie and Brooke, Nathan and Dew, or Clay and Roz are that third beam. And one of those three couples are a perfect match. That wasn't the point of why they did it. They did it because they're stupid. But <laughs> it did kind of work out in their favor because one of these three is a perfect match. And I personally think it's Ollie and Brooke. Okay. So I've also started X on the Beach couples. Have you watched that at all? I've never really watched X on the Beach except for when Marie was on it because I loved it so much. So I watched that season. And then I watched a little bit of X on the Peak, the one that Laurel was on. Gotcha. Okay. So this one's like different because it's X on the Beach couples. And I honestly wish that they would have just named it something else because it's very different. Um, the only same concept is that X's come up. So is this Paramount Plus show. No, this is MTV. It's airing on MTV? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yep, so this is an MP- MTV show. So um, we find out how, how long some of these couples have been together. It's couples edition. So they come together. They know that it's X on the beach, which seems kind of weird. But 
um basically they it's it kind of has like a temptation island feel where like they need to work past something with their exes or something with their exes that is interfering in their relationships and if they can get through this then at the end there's like a potential engagement so um we have six main couples Spari and shayla jake and holly jamie and uh thalel and they are all in an open relationship for the past 20 months and they came on here to see if like they can get get past things enough enough to close their relationship and become exclusive um so then we have ben and jade sarin and lola and liam and layla and this one's really interesting because at first you feel bad for layla like a lot because she arrives before liam liam is like a professional boxer and he has a boxing fight and one of her things is that she feels like she always comes second to boxing and this is shown to us right away because he's not there day one he shows up day two and um another thing that's really interesting about them is that he, she's trying to like prove her commitment to him and all that and she has his surname and his and boxing gloves tattooed on her leg so he arrives the next day and this is also when um they so they have like 24 hours to talk basically um and then the exes come in so um Cami is the, the host of this one too, which is crazy. So she's like the host of three different MTV love shows, Catfish, which is in the love shows category under their stuff anyway. Um, X on the Beach and Are You the One? She's the host for all of them. So she says that there are three different phases to this process. The first one is the check-in. Couples are, will determine the specific issues with their ex. The second phase is departures. So the those exes are going to focus on what went wrong with their exes and how those issues are keeping them from moving forward in their current relationships. And then phase three is the final destination and they will um, learn and look um, towards the future about um, what it will take for them to get to the proposal ceremony and decide if they want to get engaged or break up. So they all have like little pri private dates before um, the exes come the next episode. The exes come like pretty much right away. And then the next episode, there are three of them right off the bat. Samara, Samara which is Layla's ex. Um, Ree, which is Spari's ex. And Kelly, which is ben, Ben's ex. And so all of these people are like upset, insecure, wondering what's going to happen. Um, Re talks to Shayla and Re is like the fakest person I have ever seen on TV in my entire life. I hate her. Um, seriously. She's like, okay, so she's like, oh, like I didn't, when did you guys date? Two years. Oh, and then there's like a confessional of her. Like, I didn't know you dated at the same time. And she's like smiling and stuff. And like, she clearly knew that Spari was cheating with her. She she clearly knew this. It was, like, so obvious just by, like, how fake she was in this conversation. She's like, Spari, come over. Let's have a group conversation. Oh, God. And it's just, it was just, I can't stand her. She's awful. And then, um, and then, 
Layla's ex, Samura, he holds Ray's hand and, like, helps her up the stairs, kind of. And it's, like, kind of flirty, but not, like, super flirty. But she gets, like, super upset and jealous, even though her boyfriend, Liam, is there. And this is her ex that she's getting jealous over. So you can see that there's going to be some things. But then we have the shack. And this is, like, similar to the shack of secrets, but different. Because there are, there's baggage everywhere inside of this area where they have to go to. And they have to find the, their names on the baggage and, and uh, like the luggage and open it to find whatever they find. So Ben and Jade go first. And this is juicy. Okay. So they receive a video from Kelly and she's saying that um, she doesn't want to disrespect Jade, but um ben always comes into the bar that she works at and they're really flirty she still likes ben he thinks that she thinks that he still likes her um she doesn't think that ben acts like he has a girlfriend and she's there because she wants to win ben back um then we get to spari and shayla and re is on video or whatever like it's basically like an itm that they're shown and then so Rhea is saying that um, she's there for Spari. He isn't a bad guy, but he does guy things. And she's just, like, really cryptic about everything, which makes me, again, like, think that, like, she knows that Spari and Shayla are in a relationship and she's, like, the side chick. And But then it shows, like, text between Spari and Rhea. And he is, like, telling her that he still loves her and he misses her and to send him thigh pics, which is kind of weird, but whatever. I guess that's what he's into. And um, she says that they hang out outside the studio because he says that they have, like, a work music relationship or whatever. She says that he took her on a romantic date, like, horse and carriage ride and that they kissed. And then it, like, cuts to a confessional of Spari. And he's, like, he's, like, um... The horse and carriage ride wasn't a day. It was a day out. What's the difference? <laughs> there's, yeah, there's not. Oh, okay. That's just him, like, justifying that he was cheating, basically. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, so then we get to um, Liam and Layla. And this is where it gets, like, really juicy because Samara, Samara comes on screen and he tells ev- that he and Layla see each other regularly. He thinks there's feelings there on both sides. And he says that the last time he spent the night together was just, like, a few weeks ago and that they had had sex. He said that the last time that they were physical that she had the tattoo of her boyfriend's name on him on her so so she's like it's really interesting because in episode one everybody was feeling really sorry for her because he was choosing boxing over her and he wasn't even there for day one she had to do all this stuff on her own and then come to find out like she's filling this void with her ex so all these people have been cheating on their significant others is what I'm hearing. Pretty much. But don't worry. Some of them will get engaged at the end. <laughs> It'll work. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. So then we have um, Lola, Tyla, and Jake. 
go and in their boxes there are three key three of three of them and three keys with one one door so one of them has to like open the door and they open the door and freak out and it's a cliffhanger and that's how it ends but it kind of foreshadows that like maybe it's jake's ex on the other side of the door did you like this show i think it's interesting i think like the concept of like couples going on the show is i mean it's very temptation island and i i do i do find it compelling um but I don't like some I I still like miss the I think I would like it if it wasn't called X on the Beach. But this is it's just not X on the Beach to me. Got it. It's different. Yeah. Yeah, it is very different. But that brings us to our new favorite show, at least one of my new favorite shows. Perfect match. Did you watch how many were there posted? Four episodes? Four, yeah. I watched all four on Friday. Well, I was working. I worked from home on Friday, and I had it on in the background. But I, I, I pretty much saw everything, I think. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I I really enjoyed I, this show a lot. It's like X on the Beach meets Are You the One meets um, Bachelor in Paradise, basically, with like a little, a little bit more because there's like blind dates and there's only one winner and all that. So... There's, like, strategy, which I kind of like. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of strategy. So, our original cast has ten people. We have Francesca, Joey, Nick, and Sophie, Shane, um, Dom, Zay, Carrie, Savannah, and... Who am I missing? Carousel? Carousel, Yes. Who was Carrie from Are You the One? So I no, I already said Carrie. I don't know who I'm missing. One, three, four is a girl. No, is it the French girl, or did she come later? Ah, uh, yes, Ines. Yes, Ines. yes. So Ines, that's that's, and I really like her. I can't believe I. Oh well, um, <laughs> the show, but I like her too. <laughs> Wait, what? I said she's too classy for the show, but I like her too. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. So we find out a lot about the inner workings of like Netflix hookups. I mean, I always know that there's a lot in like Bachelor Nation and stuff, so it totally makes sense. But we find out like right away that um, Joey has hooked up with Francesca and he has um, had a thing with Carrie in the past and... He's like, what are the odds? Uh, like, <laughs> you're on a dating show. Producers know everything, dude. Like, I don't know what you thought was going to happen here. I know. It's weird because, like, Joey, like, in my in my opinion, Joey just kind of disappeared after the circle. I didn't know he was making the rounds with everyone. Well, apparently he was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. <clears throat> um. Okay, so they have to match up. So they take the night, like, kind of getting to know each other, and they match up. And so Joey and Carousel match up, Ines and Shane, um, Francesca and Dom. And this was hilarious because, like, Nick tries to interrupt this from happening and just completely fails. And so he ends up matching up with Savannah. 
and Zay with Aunt Sophie. Yeah, and Nick and Savannah only matched up because they were friends and they did it strategically. They didn't really seem to like each other. But I think that they make like a really good team. Like, And at this stage in the game, I don't think friendship is necessarily a bad thing because you still have to win challenges and stuff. I agree. And that's why I don't understand why Nick got so messy. Yeah. Yeah, so messy. But we'll get there. So their first challenge is a series of true or false questions. They think it's true. They stand under the fact bucket. If they think it's false, they stand under the cap bucket. Savannah and Nick strategically basically win this, this challenge. And so they're tasked with going to the boardroom and picking two guys and, and out two of four guys to come into the house, go on dates with two of the girls. And um, so they have like a dinner date. They, they want to date too. So they have a dinner date. They discuss that their goal is they want to try to break up Joey and Carousel. So when they get to the boardroom, there's like two of four guys available to go on dates. They can choose from um, Chase, Calvin, Damien, and Will. And they choose to send Carousel on a date with Chase and Sophie on a date with Calvin. And, um, of course, like, Joey's, like, jealous and confident. And they fight um, Carousel and Chase end up kissing. And that's kind of how this episode ends. Lots of drama. Um, I, I, I kind of did not... I didn't like Chase in the beginning, and I still don't like him. Yeah, so. I can't stand Chase. He's the worst, literally. Yeah, I don't. I didn't, he was on too hot to handle, right? I didn't watch that. Yeah, he was on too hot to handle, and I honestly didn't remember him much from too hot to handle. And I was talking to Swaz about it, and he said he didn't really remember him that much either. So he must have like not been a huge character on there, and maybe that's why he's like coming in guns a blazing here because he won. He's like, I didn't get the screen time last time. I don't know. He's trying to make a name for himself now. I see. Yeah. That's how it seems to me. Um, do you want to talk about episode two? Yeah. So episode two. So we left off like kind of like Aracel going to pick Chase or Joey, right? Yeah. And she kisses Chase. They like make out right in front of Joey. And she talks about how great it it is and how attracted to him he, he is. I still wasn't buying it because I'm like, Joey has some hold over her. And lo and behold, we were right. Yeah. Because uh, Joey and Carousel make up. Um, so Chase, I think, realizes, oh, shit, I got to find someone if I want to stick around. Um, so he's kind of flirting with all the girls. And <laughs> I don't think it was really going that well for him, <laughs> to be honest. No. Um, but then it's kind of at this point in the game that I think there was five girls and seven guys. So the girls really had all the power. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of, and a lot of the girls were already paired off. Like Francesca and Dom were already kind of paired off. Carousel and Joey were kind of already paired off. We see Inez and Shane pair off. So then it's like the only chance Chase has to get in is Anne Sophie. Mm-hmm. 
and he goes for her. And I'm just so mad. I wanted her to pick Calvin so badly. I understand that she was like a little turned off because Calvin was a little bit much. Mm -hmm. But I wish she picked him and gave Calvin a chance instead of Chase because Chase just sucks. So anyway, and I'm I'm glad she didn't pick Zay either because I thought Zay was like very like incredibly rude to her. First, I don't know. I didn't get what Zay was trying to do. So I'm glad Zay is gone, but I was a little sad Calvin. Yeah, I agree with that. Had to go. And like Zay too, in the end, he's like, maybe I should have tried more to like be with my person, my match. It's like, well, yeah, I don't know what you thought this was. Yeah, I think, I think she said it perfectly when she was like, listen, we were in the room all night and we didn't even talk. So there's obviously something missing here. Right. Like he didn't put any effort. Mm hmm. Cause he, I don't know. I didn't, I really didn't like that. Agreed. Um, and then this, the next challenge, is this the one where they're, they, they were like making out with each other blindfolded? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, when I see, I, I'm such a prude. I'm like, I don't need to see them make out with every single person. My God. Really? Um, I thought Joey's line was really funny though. When, when Nicholas Shea was like telling them about it and he's like, it's hot out here. Some would say it's 98 degrees. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. I Listen, I love boy bands, so I love that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, So they all have to make out, and then they have to rate their kisses with each other. But I didn't particularly find this challenge to be fair because everyone could kind of figure out who they were kissing. It seemed like everyone kind of knew when Nick was like, did you know who person number one was? Everyone knew. Did you think so, too? Well, yeah, I think that if they would have like done blindfolded and um, like hands behind your back, all you can do is like kiss the other person, then it would have been more challenging. But like yep. you can touch somebody and you can feel them and you can see what like what shirt they may be wearing. Like I think Dom was really obvious because he was wearing a crop top. And like, yeah, I think if touch they- their hair, I feel like the hair would be obvious. Exactly. Yeah. I think that if they eliminated the touch, then it would be a lot harder for them to tell. Yeah. So I think Chase kind of rigged the game because he ends up giving Carousel a one. He gives Aunt Sophie a 10. They give each other 10. So then they end up winning, mm-hmm. which I'm like, how rude of, of oh, rude. Chase saying that he chipped his tooth during the kiss. Like, what? yeah, I, I he, he admitted later it was a lie, right? I don't know. I guess maybe I didn't catch that, but I just, I really don't like him. I think someone, I, one of the guys confronted him and he kind of admitted, he's like, no, I just said that. I don't know. He sucks. Chase sucks. So then Chase and Aunt Sophie have the spa date. Um, and then is this where, do they go, do they go in the boardroom in this episode or the next episode? The next, at the beginning of the next episode. Oh, okay. Um, at the end of this episode, they ended with drama once again. Maybe that'll be a theme, but they have like Dom and Francesca kissing on their own accord for the first time, like outside of a game. And Savannah sees it and she's all upset. And this is when she first starts plotting to break them up. Oh, yeah. Because Francesca was all upset that the first time they kissed was within the game where she was kissing everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Savannah and Dom actually had a kiss that they both seemed to mutually enjoy. And you could see Savannah might kind of like Dom. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I think a lot of people enjoyed um, Kissing Inez because in episode three, we we really see the connection between um, Inez and Nick like start to to form a little more. We have Savannah talking to Inez about it because Nick and Savannah are like friends, you know, so they like talk about that kind of thing. Um, and then that's also when she tells them that um, she wants to talk to Dom, but Francesca is always there. Right after that is the boardroom um, meeting, I guess. And they have to pick two of four girls to go on a date with someone. And their choices are all so good. I was like, how are they going to pick? I don't I don't know. So they, they have Izzy, Georgia, Chloe, and Diamond. And so they end up sending Nick on a date with Izzy. They go in the hot tub. They're, like, making out the whole time. They're having a really good time. But Nick, like, in the back of his head, like, also has this, like, very emotional connection with Inez. Um, the other gr- per- people to go on a date, Chase chooses himself to go on a date, and Sophie feels like super disrespected, is really upset about this. He wants to go with Georgia, and they paddleboard. So finally, Savannah talks to Dom, and he tells her that he wants to stick with just one person, but Dom wants to be have like this open honest relationship with Francesca and so he tells her and she is very upset about this she confronts Savannah they get into this huge fight and Savannah um is basically like outcasted at this point because Francesca is telling everybody like Dom and like all of her like friends and everything like do not do don't talk to him anymore because Um, She doesn't want Savannah talking to him. And Savannah's basically like, I'm going to do whatever I want. And she's just like, not for it. So she she starts telling everybody not to talk to to Savannah anymore. So Savannah just like goes right up to Dom at the bar. And she like stands next to him and gets a drink. So just not caring at all about Francesca. So episode four starts with the recoupling. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was on mute. I was sorry. I was trying to say I thought Savannah handed Francesca really well. Like she did not let Francesca steamroll her, which I was kind of proud of her. Yeah, I can see that too. Honestly, I think Francesca... um didn't really handle herself like poorly either um I think that it was like a little immature for sure but given the conversations that were like being had I mean they weren't like yelling at each other by any means and it just was refreshing reality tv on both ends I thought for like the drama I I really like Savannah from the circle yeah she was good on the circle and I liked her here Mm -hmm. and then I can understand why they keep bringing Francesca back because she's very compelling as well so I get it Francesca Uh, is the star of this show yeah for sure uh so I guess I hate this recoupling so much Nick is pissing me off Nick Nick can't decide does he want Izzy does he want Inez but what about Savannah? 
And I hate how he found Izzy and Inez a way to go to the next round, but left Savannah high and dry. Mm-hmm. It upset me. So anyway, at the recoupling, Izzy and Shane, Nick basically passes Izzy off to Shane. And like, it was, that would have been, if I were Izzy, that would be such a turnoff. He was basically like, listen, I like you, but I don't know if I like Inez better, but I still want to get to know you. Go couple up with Shane. Well, and I think that the thing about this too, though, is that Shane was interested in both Inez and Izzy. So if there wasn't that like mutual um, interest, then I think I'd be like a little more upset about it. But it does, does seem like they're like kind of in a love square right now. So weird. So then Nick, he lives leaves Savannah high and dry and couples up with Inez. Georgia and Chase stay together. Francesca and Dom stay together. And Carousel and Joey stay together. And then I was so sad because I think these were two of my favorite women, Savannah and, and Sophie, end up getting eliminated. I wonder if they ever come back. Because I never, I didn't see them specifically in the preview. But it looks like at some point, like, there are more than just 10 people in the villa. I wish they would come back, especially when we find out what happens at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. I want Savannah back. Yeah, I can totally agree with that. Uh, So then this is this also Nick. Nick is pissing me off. So Nick gets in the room with Inez and I, it seems like he already immediately regrets his decision. And the next morning lets her know, I think I like Izzy. What? You didn't even see Izzy last night. You were in the room with me last night. How do you say you think you like Izzy more? I would lose my shit if I were this girl. <laughs> and she's like so calm, cool, collected the whole time. I, I, Nick is, Nick is really as I'm grinding my gears. Um, and then this challenge I thought was pretty cute. It actually reminded me of an old school, um, challenge elimination oh my god what was it called it was from the duel where they had to say how many things they could think they lift up they could lift up oh my god hold on i'm gonna i'm gonna figure out what it is but basically this this challenge was they had they were told like nick would tell them like how like what was the first one how many push-ups could you do with your partner back yeah Mm -hmm. so Nick asked everyone to bid on how many push-ups they could do with their partner on their back. So everyone had a chalkboard and they had to kind of bid what they thought they could do. Mm-hmm. The women had a bid for the men, I guess, How is how it went. Um, and I forget how many was the most. Was it 27? Yep. D- yeah. Yep. And he... So, Francesca says 27 and then Dom has to do 27 push-ups with Francesca on his back and it just seemed so easy so if they completed it then they got to move on to the next round and if they didn't or if they if they and if they completed it the person who bid the lowest is out but if they didn't complete it then they're out so they completed it so Nick and Inez they they voted like bid the lowest so they were out this round right right um so that that was one of them then it was like how many countries can you label on the map and then francesca and dom won again and 
wow, I was impressed with Francesca getting all those countries right while Dom was like, what about Alaska? <laughs> um, then Joey and Carousel are eliminated. Then this one looked really hard. It was how many chili peppers can you and your partner eat? Chase and Georgia said 30, but they I don't even know how many they got through. It wasn't a lot. Not even close. So they, they eliminated themselves. And then they had to untie 10 knots while tied together. I thought this was very anticlimactic ending. The The pep- peppers should have been the last one. I agree. I can see that. That was the so, hard by far. Yeah. So it was Shane and Izzy had a minute and 30 seconds to do the knots. And Francesca and Dom had a minute and 40 seconds to do the knots. Shane and Izzy don't finish it, but Francesca and Dom do. So they end up winning. They have a date. Um, and they seem like Dom, you could tell Dom really, really likes her. And I want to say that she likes him, but I'm not feeling it. And I guess it's for good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they, uh, what, what else happened in this episode? They had that like make a shot, um, like beer pong game. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had to, like dare someone. It was like truth or dare. And they, and then like, Carousel, who did Carousel make out with that Joey was kind of upset? Joey, no, he wasn't upset. Joey was like way too cool with it for my liking. Yeah, so it was like uh, Carousel and Nick, they made out. Um, and then Joey has to use Izzy as his pole to like pole dance. And then Izzy also kisses Nick. And then um, they Francesca is asked to lady in a tramp style a banana and make out with someone and dom gets like super upset about this so she doesn't do it and the game ends (laughs) yeah and everyone's like wow that ended awkwardly yeah (laughs) um okay so then he does apologize though yeah that's true that's true he just really likes her i don't know i mean i get it he likes her Mm -hmm. So then we, they have the boardroom and they, they have the option to bring in two guys. um, And the guys are Mitchell from the circle. who's That's the one who's Ed's brother, right? Yep. Bartice, he was from the season of Love is Blind that I didn't watch. Uh, who's Damien again? Damien is from Love oh. is Blind. He, um... Yeah, I know. Gigi. Yeah. Damien's the most attractive person. So on um, there after after the altar, Francesca was there with Damien, but supposedly they were like just friends who like wanted to explore something but hadn't yet because Francesca wanted to respect Gigi or whatever, and like supposedly they've never done anything, but they have this like emotional, yeah, attention there. Yeah, I can't believe I asked who's Damien. I hate that man. And then Will was the fourth option from the mole. And you can tell that Dom has like some hard feelings towards Will. Mm-hmm. But I thought Will was gay. Am I wrong? I have no idea. That confused me. So <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Um, I guess we'll find out. But I was really surprised by this. I thought it would be really obvious that... Um, will would be or that dom would be like no to will he's off the table and i thought it would also be really obvious that francesca would be like i'm not bringing damien into this house like 
I thought for sure it was going to be Mitchell and Bartiz going on these dates. Me too. Um, and I think it's really sweet that Dom wants to set up Inez with someone else after how Nick kind of played her like that. Mm-hmm. So they decide to set her up with Bartise. And then the episode kind of ends with you find out Francesca wants to go on a date with Damien. And I thought she was going to say, I'm just kidding. Or I don't know. It didn't seem real. Mm-hmm. But then it was real. And then poor Dom had to go back to the house alone and say, Inez, you're going on a date with Bartise. And everyone's like, where's Francesca? Where's Francesca? And he's basically in tears telling them that she picked to go on a date with Damien. The poor guy. I felt so sad for him. Yeah. I hated the ending to this episode. I mean, I'm really excited to watch episode five, but I felt so bad for Dom in this moment. Now, I had a question for you. In the clip for what's coming up, there's a scene of Dom in bed with someone, and I want to say it's Chloe. Okay, so I saw that. I thought it was Francesca, but I couldn't. Okay. They all look the same. (laughs) But there was another clip of Dom and he he was talking to two girls that weren't Francesca and it made it seem like maybe he moves on and is in some other triangle that doesn't involve her okay well I I hope I after this I do want him to move on from Francesca I don't want him to stick stick around like he he had his moment where he proved he was loyal to her when he said I'm not going to talk to you Savannah now, she had the same opportunity to prove she was just as loyal to him, and she did not take it. So now I want Dom to move on. I so agree. it's, it's, it's hopefully, I wish they would bring and Savannah the back. The only way that I would be like okay with Dom and Francesca like recoupling again would be if Francesca comes back from this date with Damien and she's like, I made a mistake and this was not what I thought it was going to be, but I just really had to close this chapter and now it's closed and I want to be with you and we're a hundred. That would be the only way I would be okay with them recoupling. Yeah. I could. Yeah. Okay. I just hate Damien. Yeah. But I don't think we saw too much of him in the preview. So maybe that's good. Um, I saw on Blake Hortzman's Instagram story once, like a few weeks ago. Someone uh-huh. asked him if Gigi was asked for the show. And he said that like he's not gonna speak for her, but she he thinks she made the right decision. So I got from that that either um she picked Wall Star Shore over this, or she was like starting to see Blake and she turned this down because of their relationship. Yeah. Okay. Gigi, I'm just so happy for Gigi because so far, like, Damien was awful. I'm just so happy. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Well, I don't really have any reality TV or pop culture news since we haven't done one of these in a while. I always just feel like catching up on a couple weeks of things is just like becomes irrelevant. So- yeah. Totally. I'm totally fine with, like, just, I don't know, saving that kind of thing for next week. But is there anything that's happened with you in your life that you want to share before we get out of here? Um, No, I'm just excited. I'm going to the Challenge Mania in Philly next weekend. So it's, like, my first night away from the baby. I'm excited. 
Oh, I will have to hear all about it. I'm so excited that you're going to that. And I'm so jealous. That'd be the one that I want to go to with Narice. I would love to meet her. And so Olivia. who should I prioritize? I was going to prioritize Olivia. Um, I don't know. How many people do you think you'll get to meet? Last time in Philly, I met, you're going to, you already hate me for this. I met everyone but Kayla and Jemmy. Um, well, um, I think there's going to be a lot of people there because I think Ed is also going and I think Jack is going and I think there's just going to be a ton of people there. But yeah, so if, maybe I can meet three or maybe I could do three or four. I'm thinking if it was me and I could do four, I would do Narice, Olivia, Tori and um, wait, Tori's not going to be there. Is she? No. Are you sure? Yeah. I thought it was Anise, Anissa, Norris, Mark Long, Ed, and Olivia. And then Jack said he was going. Oh, I don't know why I thought Tori was going to be there. I thought she's from. Why isn't she going to be there? Now that you mention it, I totally thought she was. But, um, and then Jack. I would love to meet Jack too because he just seems so fun. I want. I'm gonna prioritize Jack, but I think Olivia is gonna be my number one. Yeah, I I can I can see that for sure. But I already met a, I already met Anissa, so I don't need to like if I don't get a picture with her, it's not the end of the world for me. I already have a picture with her. Right, right, right. Yeah, I would say Olivia and Nerys for. I mean, you can do what you want to do, of course, but. For me, it would be Olivia and Nerys. Nerys would be the one that I'd be like so excited to see. Um, of course, you know me and my "Are you the one, love?" I would have yeah. to. I would have to meet Nerys. Plus, like, she kills it in like every aspect of life, not just reality TV. She's she, you know, she's like the red card on the red card poster at Target. She models. Uh, Hi. I see her on stuff sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. I literally walked into Walgreens the other day. I can't remember what brand it was, but she was on like their like eyelash makeup. That was just like right there. I'm like, Oh my God, it's Narice. And so honestly, like I would love to have Narice on this podcast, not just to talk about the challenge, but to talk to her about like some of her other successes in life too, because I think she's just like one of the most impressive people that we see on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like, that's the main thing for me. I'm excited for that. I didn't, I know tickets went on sale for the New York city show. I didn't get those tickets. So I think probably Philly will be the only one I go to at least for this half of the year. I don't know about the end of the year. I might try to do another one. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard when they have so many, um, so many coming out like all at once and everything, but yeah, for me, I don't really have anything, like, super exciting going on right now. Um, besides, I've just been working constantly. I guess I had a snow day the other day. That was kind of fun because I just didn't have to go to work because it snowed, uh, like, nine and a half inches here. So, and it was, like, bad during the day. So, it was, yeah. So, that was that was a good little break for me I guess like something maybe to tease a little bit that I've been working on um I don't even know if I should tease this but I will 
I'm in like the very, 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 very beginning stages. So this is like something that won't happen for a while now. But I've I've started practicing recapping podcasts. So I have like a few of them. I don't know, um, handful, maybe more of podcasts that I just like open my my little notes and I just right now I just I don't even know what direction I want it to go in. I just have like bullet points of like when I listen to podcasts, I just like recap it kind of. But I don't know if I want to turn it into paragraphs, if I want to add my opinion, because right now it's like literally just what they say. But I feel like people are always asking me or I'm always talking about like, oh, well, and when I listen to this podcast, they said this. And if I could have it all in one place, I think that that would be like really cool. So just like kind of like a side thing that I'm thinking about, but I'm like, again, in like the very, 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 very beginning stages of that. I love when I go on Twitter and someone is like recapping a podcast, especially in the challenge world, because I don't have the bandwidth to listen to all these, but certain people on Twitter will sometimes say, Hey, I listened to this. This is what they said. I love that. So I would love if you do that. I will be a fan and a reader and I will be obsessed. So I hope you figure out how do you want to do it? I, I, one thing I really want to do is like, try not to make it biased because some of the people that do that on Twitter, like, I don't know. I, I, I very much so enjoy following Jay Challenge, but anytime he recaps a podcast, it's like very biased towards the person that he likes. And I just, it's kind of twists it in a way that like makes somebody that he doesn't like seem worse or somebody that he likes seem better when that's like kind of what was said, but not really. And I, I want to be like a more unbiased thing, which is why I'm thinking like, Maybe I shouldn't insert my opinion or maybe at the end, like do some just like a paragraph of like my thoughts on like, I don't know. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do, but um, I mean, I just have them on Google Docs, so I could even like share one with you so you can see my very rough outline of one if you'd like. Yeah, she sends me. I will read it. Cool. I get I get what you mean about the bias. (laughs) i know what you mean i don't i don't mind because i'm like i don't go listen to this shit someone else listened to it for me so i I guess i don't go that deep into it like if it's biased or not but i I get what you're saying it it, there definitely is sometimes commentary or specific things maybe taken out of the context that they were said because i've even i've even have seen you in the past be like did anyone actually listen to this or did they just read some tidbits from it so I totally get what you mean yeah yeah so that's yeah I don't know something that I've been spending a little bit of time on because obviously it takes time to listen to podcasts but the last one that I did I did at 1.2 speed so maybe (laughs) that'll help me get through them a little faster I don't know you Christina you got to listen to the I and I don't like Johnny Bananas but you got to listen to the one with Bill Simmons it was so funny I was dying okay I can't wait I I hope you recap that one because I was dying (laughs) okay I will I will do that for sure and I'll send I'll I'll share some of these with you that I have and yeah if you have I mean they are not edited by any means so spelling grammar like please ignore it like this is a very rough draft okay (laughs) okay um did you know that Savannah from Perfect Match has a podcast no I didn't 
She has it with Courtney. I think they were on the same season of The Circle, or they were both on The Circle. Oh. I don't remember who was yeah. on what season. And I guess Anne Sophie was a guest at one point. So I was like, oh, I got to go. I that, That's on my list to go listen to on my commute one day. Nice. That's that's cool. I'm I really enjoyed Courtney, so I bet that's a good podcast. Yeah, that's I, I'm 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 curious about it myself, so I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe listen to that one and give it a chance. Nice. All right. Well, thank you everyone so much for tuning in to this apparently love shows edition of our podcast. We are so grateful for you all, um, and we will see you soon.